1: the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money.
2: Yeah, This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on Sin. We are off and running on a Monday morning. No, it is not Mitch and Polly. They continue their well-deserved vacation. It is the nightcap crew. It is. Sean King, fresh off a trip. I saw him on ESPN on Saturday with his face painted blue down at Cameron uh, Indoor still, Stadium. still have
3: a little right here, but it was well <laughs> worth it. What an atmosphere. <clears throat> if you've never gotten a chance to go to Cameron Indoor, I mean, it, it's as good as advertised. Not the most comfortable arena I've ever been in, but the environment, the tradition, the history, everything is coordinated, choreographed, and done at a high-energy Level, and it's amazing. Got to see Coach K, you know, second to last home game, and came away very impressed. We're going to talk about this, about my Duke squad.
2: Yeah, Duke winning 88-70 to over the weekend. Uh, I would say not the biggest story uh, in college basketball. And uh, Auburn going down, also not the biggest story. That was involving Michigan and Wisconsin, which we will get to. The All-Star game last night, All-Star festivities over the weekend, Carl Anthony Towns big man winning three point contest 12 to 1, 14 to 1 depending on uh, when you got wherever he was, he was the longest shot and he wins it uh hitting 29 uh, points in the final round. The All-Star game goes to team LeBron, team LeBron now 5 and 0, but did not get the cover. They did not. Team Durant gets the cover. 163 to 160 the final score. Uh Steph Curry hit a couple three pointers. He hit 15 15 th- I thought it was 16, 16, yeah, 16, it 16, threes. I'm shortchanging him. 16 threes. He had 50 points. Uh, he brings home the MVP team. LeBron brings home the victory and the glorious middle. If you, uh, if you were betting on the total, if you bet the over right out of the jump and then the under before close, you're able to middle that sucker because it closed at 325 and a half game goes 163 to 160 and it opened at 3:19 and a half so uh you know fun way to end it they had that elam's ending where they pick the final score and you have to get to that final score i actually think that's a unique uh a unique way to end uh basketball games we see it all throughout the summer with the the tbt the basketball tournament i think it's a kind of cool thing yeah you know the biggest takeaway from uh, the all-star game weekend what's that
3: Minnesota needs to trade or draft a center They've been trying to get Carl Anthony Towns to play more with his back to the basket, and that's probably not happening at all.
2: That's a big boy shoot.
3: Absolutely. He justified why he likes to shoot.
2: We'll see. Uh, But the big news coming out of All-Star Weekend is that Chris Paul, who actually played yesterday, and they said, what did they say on the broadcast? He was (laughs) out there to get a, uh, was it an honorary uh, (laughs) assist? Uh, So that was I was surprised because the news came out. I think they broke it on the broadcast. And then, you know, Shams and and Woj also had it, too. But uh, Chris Paul out six to eight weeks with a fractured right thumb. Chris Paul at this moment in time leading the league in assists over 10 assists per game. Uh, The Phoenix Suns have to this point of the season kind of run away with things, Sean. And, you know, I know JVT. Here on Veasan has a, took a future on there. I'm playing. Plenty of our viewers and listeners have have taken maybe a piece of the Phoenix Suns at some point. I mean, you look at right now where they stand. Here are the standings in the Western Conference. They're six and a half games clear of the Warriors for the top spot. Um, and you look over the the Eastern Conference. Nobody in the Eastern Conference is really uh, within a, a, a shouting distance of them. The best teams in the Eastern Conference are the Heat and the Bulls at 38 and 21. You know when you look at this, and I know you've you ever broken your thumb? Was it a wrist? My wrist. Okay, so you haven't yeah, broken not my thumb. But six to eight weeks for Chris Paul. There's seven weeks left in the regular season. The playoffs start April 16th. The Suns, I guess we'll start with this. At 48-10, and 10, six and a half games clear of the Warriors. Is that enough cushion for this Suns team, Sean, to hold off everybody and to keep the number one seat?
3: It's going to be close, and... I have an interesting opinion on this. It does not impact Phoenix as much as it impacts Golden State. As you mentioned, Phoenix's record on the year is forty-eight and ten. Five of those losses at home, five of those losses on the road. So they've actually been just as effective on the road as they have been at home. So I think Phoenix is capable if they don't have home field all the way through of still making it to the NBA finals. Now, if Golden State is the team to actually catch them, I think that's where it matters. Golden State has been markedly better at home than they have been on the road. Twenty six and six this year at home, only sixteen and eleven away from. I think it's what Oracle Arena is the name of it, if I'm not mistaken. So, if Golden State's a team to catch them, I think it benefits Steph Curry and that group immensely. But I didn't. I don't think it eliminates Phoenix from being able to ultimately get to the NBA Finals. They have been good on the road so far this year.
2: Well, the good news for the Suns, they've been without uh, Cameron Payne and Landry Shamit. They're both expected to rejoin the team. shamit has been out for a couple weeks uh, dealing with a with an ankle sprain. Uh, Cameron Payne has missed the last 11 games for the Suns with a wrist injury. Uh, they have Alfred Payton, who's been there too, uh, who's, who's going to step in here. You know, me personally, I, I don't think this necessarily affects them. When it comes to holding off everybody for the for the number one seed, you know my worry is if you have a son's future is is there going to be any rust there for uh, Chris Paul? I, I think Chris Paul just, will be able to. Yeah. I mean, he's got a broken thumb, and you saw him last night. He was still out there. He could still stay conditioned. It's not a situation where it's an ankle where he's not able to run or anything like that. I mean, it is you know it's a hindrance, but I think for Chris Paul, this won't affect him. And if he's ready to go, which I would imagine by the start of the playoffs, I think if you have a Suns future, I wouldn't be too worried. I believe in this Suns team. I think they have the goods to win it all. They obviously got to the championship last year. So in my opinion, while this is a a bump in the road, I think they have enough depth with Payne and Payton and Shamit coming back that I think they'll ultimately be fine. They'll be able to, because of that six and a half game cushion, I think they'll be able to hold off. Everyone. Well,
3: I think, well, two two opinions here. First, Chris Paul's run a lot of races. I mean, this has to be year, what, 45? <laughs> I mean, I feel like Chris Paul has been in the NBA since I was like in, in middle school. And so he's gone through injuries before. He's come back from injuries. He has the experience. He knows how to keep his mind and his uh, conditioning sharp, you know, during this period. but. You have to give a credit to the Phoenix Suns organization. It, they're not like the Brooklyn Nets, in my opinion, who if you lose Kevin Durant, I mean, there's a significant drop-off, even though you know, they have some other familiar names. They've done a great job. Devin Booker mm-hmm. is a legitimate An all-star. MVP DeAndre candidate. Ayton is a legitimate all-star caliber player. And Mikhail Bridges has been a phenomenal final you know, find for Phoenix as well. So they still have a core of really good players who are experienced who I think will be fine without Chris Paul.
2: Yeah, so six to eight weeks for Chris Paul. Sidelines uh, with that thumb injury, uh, so that was I, I wouldn't say as a, a massive shock. You know, he left the the game against Houston, but uh, that news dropping last night. Uh, yeah, I'd be very curious, uh, and we'll we'll talk to uh we'll talk to George Carl uh, later on in the show his thoughts on, on what this means for for the Suns. You know, unfortunately for Chris Paul, you know he's had just poor timing with injuries all throughout his career and. I think everybody knows that Chris Paul still still searching for that ring, getting to the championship last year, winning the first two games, ultimately dropping the next four to the Bucks. But when you look at the NBA right now, Sean, who is a team that you believe in in the odds that 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 can win the sixteen leg race come you know come the early summer?
3: You know, I'm going to stay with Memphis. Really? In the Western Conference. Yeah, I just think it's something about their chemistry. Uh, they have the superstar that I think you need to be successful come playoff times, and John Morant, they have what a lot of people think is going to be Defensive Player of the Year in Jaren Jackson. JBT, baby. So, I'm just – when you look at this team, when you're trying to find a long shot, that really has a chance. If they can be as effective after the All-Star break as they were before, I just think when you get into the playoffs, you have to believe that Memphis – you know, has a shot. Now, you have Golden State sitting there who's second right now and still hasn't played as a full unit, you know. So they're about to get Draymond Green back. I've heard James Wiseman has been practicing, yep. so his return is imminent. So, uh, again, that championship pedigree matters. But if you want a long shot,
2: that I think has a chance, Memphis. Yeah, I, I'm i of the a belief and in- you know, look, there's there's certainly ways to, that the, it's not always true, but I just feel like you have to go through it once or twice before. Now, look, they made it to the playoffs last year, right? They beat the uh, they beat the Warriors surprisingly to get that eight seed, and they weren't a picnic in the first round, uh, you know, for the Jazz last year. So I think they have some battle testedness, uh, so to speak. I, I just... Well, I, Phoenix
3: got there last year, and Phoenix hadn't done anything in recent history. Yeah, Not but... They, granted, they had Chris, they had Chris Paul, Paul, but Chris Devin Paul's Booker, DeAndre Aiton, and Mikhail Bridges, none of those guys. That's true. You know, had any playoff pedigree.
2: I, yeah, I know. That's true. But, but it's
3: got hot at the right time, and they got fortunate. Kawhi Leonard got hurt for the
2: Clippers. Well, you know, Anthony uh, Davis, they were Anthony down... Anthony Davis I mean, they were hurt for the... You know, they had some fortunate breaks as I well. Mean, they were, I mean, down two games to one against the Lakers last year in the first round. They were... I mean, I remember I bet... After they won game one, I took the Lakers in that series and then ultimately, you know, AD gets hurt and they're able to come through. But I still believe in the Suns team. I don't think that the Chris Paul injury uh, affects them coming out of the West. I, I would still take them to, to take the West. Hey, maybe the odds will uh, will get a little longer uh, if you if you believe in the Suns. But Chris Paul out for six to eight weeks. The first hour of Follow the Money is presented exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at betrivers.com. So the all-star game in the books. We won't have NBA back on the floor until Thursday. What a crazy, crazy day in college basketball. Sean, I was sitting back on my couch just taking it all in. I actually flipped the game off Michigan and Wisconsin and then had to be like, wait, what? Yeah. What just happened? The aftermath of, I do a melee, but uh, Juwan Howard taking a swipe. What happens with Michigan moving forward? We'll keep it rolling here. It's Follow the Money. Tim and Sean in for the guys here on V-C. At Bet365,
0: we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.
1: Right now you can save $50 on Select Battery Tool Sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on Select AK System sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
2: Follow the money on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. No more football? No problem. Bet Rivers Sportsbook serves up tennis, soccer, hockey, college, and pro basketball, and more. Don't miss out on Bet Rivers' many daily specials or try your hand at live player props or some same game parlays. No matter what you bet on, you can count on your withdrawal approval happening fast with more than 80% of withdrawals approved instantly at Bet Rivers. Get started with life after football with the Bet Rivers app. Tim Murray and Sean King, former Super Bowl champions, sitting in for Mitch and Paul as they continue their well-deserved vacation. They will be back next week. So Sean and I, the normal hosts of the Nightcap here on Veasan from ten to one a.m. Eastern, with you for the next couple of days. And uh, you know, it was a it was a busy, busy weekend of college basketball. Uh, my 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 uh, my wife and son are are out of town, so uh, I sat back and watched a whole lot of uninterrupted college hoops uh, all weekend long. And, you know, we saw Auburn get knocked off on uh, on Saturday. Texas Tech go into Austin and take care of business uh, on Saturday as well. Kentucky impressively without their starting backcourt. Uh, hold off a red-hot Alabama, at least from the jump. But all of that is second fiddle after what we saw unfold yesterday afternoon at the Kohl Center in Madison, Wisconsin. So Wisconsin, Sean wins seventy-seven, sixty-three. By the way, uh, on Friday night on the nightcap, myself, Jim Root, as you were on assignment down in I Durham, was? our good our good friend Jim Root, we were talking about Player of the Year awards. And uh, Johnny Davis, just this weekend alone, folks, got as high as fourteen to one in some places for Player of the Year. He goes out and has seventeen in the second half, twenty-five points. And, uh, look, Oscar Tashibwe is the rightful favorite, but th- those odds were a little too high. Hey, good so. story can't win it. I disagree. We'll talk to, you know, I mean, I know that, you know, you know all, but we'll talk to Jeff Goodman. Who, not true. who is championing that Johnny Davis should be player of the year. Should be. I said good story, but won't win it. Why? Just Averaging don't think a-
3: Wisconsin will do enough in the Big Ten tourney. They're a two seed right now. I know.
2: I know what they are. Okay, I hope I'm wrong. It'd be a great story. Yeah, and I mean it's it's no Villanova. I know Villanova, on your opinion, should be a seven seed, but the Villanova a, Uncles. I mm-hmm. just keep winning. So, uh, but we'll uh, we'll get to Jeff Goodman later on. I'll get his thoughts on that. Even though Sean's a hater and <laughs> doesn't want. <laughs> Doesn't want, you know, want doesn't want me to and cash. Jim. I mean, I want look, your the to normal host of this show, Mitch Moss, is tweeting us, you know, tweeting out that Johnny Davis, why is he so high? He retweets our video. He's a believer. He's on our side. But I think Johnny he Davis comes back is a really good player. He comes back from Paolo Boncaro and is like, oh, you know. I I'm mean, just saying, you know, Paolo's not winning it, right? No, I, I think Johnny's a really
3: good player. I just don't think he's going to win it. Great story. Hater. If he does, he's actually even deserving. But I just don't think he gets it done. Too little, too late.
2: Had three 30-point games this year. I know, but People the momentum say, wasn't there early. What are you talking about? So we'll find out. All right. Well, let's get back to this game because it was tied at the half, and the second half, future player of the year, Johnny Davis, and Wisconsin start to pull away. They ultimately win this game by 14. So the game ends, and the CBS crew is doing their normal you know, sign-off, no big deal, and – Surprisingly, they actually kept the video rolling as long as they did. And you see Juwan Howard pull down his mask and start saying something to Greg Gard, the head coach of Wisconsin. Greg Gard kind of holds him back a little bit. And ultimately, as as for those who are watching, Juwan Howard ends up taking a swipe at Wisconsin assistant Joe Krabenhoff and gets him in the face, not with a full closed fist, but gets him open-handed on the face. We come to learn that there was some unhappiness between both coaches. One, there was a timeout called by Wisconsin that Juwan Howard didn't like. Wisconsin didn't like that Juwan Howard was still... Pressing. So before we give our opinions, let's hear from the coaches. So 77-63, Wisconsin takes care of business, wins, covers, does it all, improves at 21-5, and another quad one victory for the, for the Badgers. Let's hear from Greg Gard first, the head coach of Wisconsin, on what unfolded and why after the game. Well, uh, apparently he uh, didn't like that I called the timeout to to reset the 10-second call uh, because we only had four seconds to get the ball over half court. And I didn't want to put my backups. I had all my bench guys in the game. I didn't want to put them in that position of scrambling with only four seconds. So I took a timeout and it got us a new 10 seconds um, and helped them get organized to get the ball in. And uh, he did not like that when he came through the the handshake line. So before, Sean... We react to everything. Let's hear from the head coach of Michigan, Juwan Howard, on his recount of what transpired after the game.
3: Well, basically, uh, you know, I addressed with uh, the head coach that uh, I will remember that because of that timeout and uh, for someone to touch me. And I think that was I'm very uncalled for him to touch me as we were verbalizing and communicating with one another. So, That's what
2: ended up happening. That's what escalated it. All right, there you go. So, Sean, your take. You have (laughs) – you've done, you know, done it all. Uh, You know, played as a player. Things get hot and heavy. You've been a coach, you know, at the highest level in college. So, you've kind of been in these shoes. Not in, you know, college basketball, but you were, you know, on the USF staff. So, there was probably some heated moments with other coaching staffs, I'm sure, some run-up scores, whatnot. What is your – ultimate takeaway, and what happens now after this? Well, first of all, the most outdated
3: thing in college basketball is the fact that two teams line up and are forced to shake hands after the game. This should have went away with they- me created the transfer portal. First of all, the last thing you want is Tim Murray to have a great game. And Sean King, the head coach of the opposing team, whisper to Tim Murray, a great game, kid. I got a spot for you next year. First of all, <laughs> this needs to go away. There's no need to line up and shake hands. Why? Just go to the locker room. The game's over. We've we got to show sportsmanship no, man, now. That, But then this happens. And it's amazing how two people can watch the same thing and have two different opinions. Because I thought that it was Greg Gard that actually was the physical aggressor. Regardless of if Juwan said, I'm going to remember that or whatever, you addressed that offline. Once Greg Guard stepped into Juwan's chest and basically said, okay, you're not going any further until you address this with me, he's the one that turned it into a physical altercation. I think Juwan was simply cool with saying, I'm going to remember that and keep it moving. But Guard, you know, got in his feelings. He got emotionally hijacked. And he jumped in front of Howard, and that's when the finger point in and, and the pushing and all of that started. Now, guards' assistants are going to protect their head coach. Juwan's assistants are going to protect their head coach. Obviously, one of guards' assistants got lippy, and Juwan didn't like it, and he should have never thrown the punch. But listen, this never gets physical. If guard doesn't grab Juwan's arm and basically say, you said what? You know what I mean? Just keep it moving. You won. Who
2: cares? Well, I, there's there's both Greg Gard and Juwan Howard should at be suspended. Cult. Juwan Howard's going to be suspended more, right? But because, Gard should be suspended as well because Ju- he initiated a physical contact. Juwan Howard, to your point, right? He could have. Both of these coaches are hot-headed. Both have questionable pass. And Juwan Howard, by the way, last year at Maryland, a similar situation. There were no uh, fisticuffs or anything thrown, but during a timeout, Mark Turgeon and Juwan Howard got. After it. Here's what it all comes down to. Both of these coaches led to this, and it was what happened on the floor. Juwan Howard lied after the game, by the way, and he said, I didn't press. Yes, he did. You pressed the walk ons, and that's what led to this. And Greg Gard didn't like it, and he called timeout. When the game is over, the game is over. Just let the clock run out. You know, clearly. So Ju- let me tell you a personal story right quick.
3: Every record that I hold at Tulane is because I told Tommy Brown and Rich Rodriguez I wasn't coming out the game. I was like, when we're in practice, you tell us, don't worry about how much time is left in practice. Just go full speed, hard as you can from start to finish. And so I made them accountable on game day. I wouldn't come out the game. So none of our other starters could come out the game. So I just feel like there are different ways so,
2: to approach the end of the game. I, I agree, but... But if, both coaches were wrong. If Juwan Howard is going to get mad for Greg Gard calling timeout, I'll remember that. Well, then don't press the walk-ons. But that goes to my point. Like, because Greg Gard called a timeout. You can't
3: preach play a certain way and then change it based on game scenario. I mean, exactly. I'm not I'm not – Disagreeing with guard calling timeouts, he's got every If he's got timeouts left, right. he's got every he, right to he, use them.
2: He's resetting, and if Jawan wants to press, he's got every right to then press. Then don't, yeah, don't be upset right. after the game. The Chris, the, the interesting thing, and we can hit this on the other and side. It never happens if they do away with this outdated, ridiculous handshake. One hundred percent. And for Michigan, they've got one, two, three, four, five games left. Four straight at home. I don't know how many he's going to be coaching on the sideline, Sean. And they've got to uh, they got they're certainly on the bubble. Hey folks, if you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, DC. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcast. Hey, surprisingly, Sean, Michigan, Wisconsin wasn't the only college basketball game of the weekend. I know, shocking to hear. We'll recap the game that he was at and all the other college hoops' action next, right here on VCEN. Follow the money on VCEN, the Sports Betting Network. No more football? No problem. Bet Rivers serves up tennis, soccer, hockey, college, and pro basketball, and more. Don't miss out. On BetRivers many daily specials or try your hand at live player props or some same game parlays. No matter what you bet on, you can count on your withdrawal approval happening fast with more than 80% of withdrawals approved instantly at BetRivers. Get started with life after football with the BetRivers Rivers. Tim Murray, Sean King, the crew of the Nightcap, weekdays from 10 to 1 a.m. Eastern, up early for you, sitting in for Mitch and Paul as they enjoy a little vacation. Saw some tweets from Mitch. Looks like he's uh, surfing out, surfing up in uh, Hawaii, it looks like, so so. enjoying himself out there. We're happy to get up early the next couple of days. I think Dave and uh, humans will be back later on this week uh, to film for them as we take a little. Little vacation. It's that weird time between football and March Madness where I think the majority of the Vison uh, crew here is trying to take some vacation, a little re energizing. You took a little vacation this weekend, uh, even though, you know, when you do these quick trips, you flew late Thursday night into North Carolina, yep. then get to Cameron Indoor, then you're flying back yesterday. So I don't know how much. Uh, how rejuvenated you got. But what you did do is you saw Florida State take on Duke. Florida State, it's really been, since they upset Duke, kind of a nightmare of a season for Leonard Hamilton's squad. Duke was laying 16 and a half. Some spots got as high as 17, and they cover all numbers. They ultimately win. Duke does 88 to 70. Sean, give us your pitch right now. Duke, legitimate national title contenders.
3: 100%. I mean... And for two reasons, I think. They have size, and they can score the basketball. Averaging 80 points a game right now, and they have elite, top-end talent. They have multiple guys that can get their own shot. And I think the key ingredient is limited turnovers because they don't have a traditional point guard. They've been starting Keels now in place of Roach. So it's a big lineup. Uh, Griffin is playing a lot more now. But... They knock down the three, and they can win it all because they're getting open looks. They go about two, three players deep on the bench, so they have depth. But it'll just be about limiting the turnovers and being able to knock down open threes. If they can do those two things, they're as talented as
2: anybody in the country. Yeah, they got a ton of size, and when you have an elite player like Paolo Vancaro, Oh, I mean, they do, but I'm saying elite yeah. in the sense of top three pick, right? We're, we're The top three discussion is Chet Holmgren, it's uh Jabari Smith Jamari Smith and its Paolo Boncaro. and then you have you know Wendell Moore the size that he brings Keels is is I mean the Mark the, Williams down low the ceiling of of Keels we saw it against Kentucky in the opener right He's 25 he's 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 jacked up I mean he's got three he hit three threes. so yeah I think he's, he's back to playing like he played I remember when I was sitting watching the Kentucky
3: game at the beginning of the year I was like he reminds me of Carmelo Anthony, his freshman year at Syracuse. That's how he played. If you go back and rewatch that Kentucky game, and then all of a sudden he went in a shooting slump, and he was shooting like the basket was moving. He was really struggling, you know, putting the ball in the hole, but now he's back. You can see his rhythm is back. He's confident. He has the green light. I mean, they're talented. I I think they've had a couple questionable losses, and people have kind of written them off. But as long as they can take care of the basketball, because, again – Jeremy Roach not being able to, you know, really play at a high level means that they play a bigger lineup, but they don't have a traditional point guard. So what happens when you play a team that has guards that can get to the rim? Now you're trying to defend with bigger guys. That's hard to do. So limit turnovers, but if they're knocking down to the three, they are elite in every other aspect, in my opinion.
2: Well, the biggest upset of the weekend, maybe not per the point spread, but I guess shock factor, even though it was only a three and a half point spread, that... We talked about on Friday night. I took Florida, one of the few winners I was able to bring home on Saturday. But Florida, uh, as as we mentioned during the you know off air, Florida tried their best to give this thing away, but ultimately they win a much much need to win for Mike White and his squad uh, as they're very much on the bubble. But a huge win for them. But you know I think more importantly you look at Auburn and what does this mean for Auburn? Are they trustworthy enough? And I, I think the the question and the concern I would say for Auburn is this. Their two best players are bigs, right? Jabari Smith is going to be a top three pick, maybe the number one overall pick, and he played outstanding on Saturday at Florida, finished with 28 points and seven rebounds. Walker Kessler stunningly did not have a blocked shot in this game, even though he affected the inbounds pass, which led to them getting one last opportunity where Wendell Green did absolutely nothing. But that's where I go to. Wendell Green has had some monster games, Sean, but. When it comes down to it, and this is where I get a little bit worried, and both you and I are on Auburn at 30-1, to so hopefully I'm wrong, but at the end of the game, in an Elite Eight game, Jabari Smith can't have the ball in his hand trying to playmake, right? You have to figure out ways to get him the ball, and that's what makes me a little bit worried about uh, where we're headed with this Auburn team, so I'm not saying they're done. They've got the talent, but I think there's some serious concerns about Auburn and their ability to win six consecutive games. What March. if
3: I said I'm not worried at all, and that I saw this
2: coming? Well, yeah, I mean, I.
3: So if you go back to January 25th, they're at Missouri, squeak by 55-54. Missouri's below 500 team. They
2: did the if same they go thing back at de- Georgia. If you Georgia. go back
3: February 5th at Georgia, squeak by on what probably was a charge call at the end of that game, ultimately end up not being called. They won 74-72. So I think what this shows is that they're still a young team mentally. So they're capable in the regular season of being on the road against an inferior opponent and playing down to the level of that opponent. If you do that enough, eventually you get un- unlucky at the end of the game, and that's what happened. They still had a chance to win this game, just like they found a way to beat Missouri and Georgia. But when you look at Auburn and you look at when they've stepped up in competition, they've been a different team. And I think come NCAA tournament time, they'll know what's at uh, at stake, and you know, I don't think you'll find these laws. It, it, it seems to only happen against inferior competition, and that goes to focus, effort, and the amount of energy that they're putting into that particular basketball game. And and they're a young team that looks like they play down their competition.
2: Well, sticking on the SEC, I I was very impressed by what I saw from Kentucky. They took a ton of punches from Alabama, who is as volatile of a team in the country as as there is. I mean, they shoot almost 50% of their possessions are three-point shots. They're not a great three-point shooting team, but they're capable – and, you know, you saw that early on in this game. Keon Ellis ends up with seven threes. Shackelford hits five threes. But without Ty Ty Washington, without severe Wheeler, you were able to see this Kentucky team still emerge, win and cover against Alabama. Way goes for 21 and 14. Your front runner for the Wooden Award. Kellen Grady, the Davidson transfer, finishes with 25 points. Keon Brooks has 18 points. I truly believe in this Kentucky team. And the fact that they were able to do this, Sean, without Ty-Ty Washington and without Severe Wheeler, I mean, here's the thing. Moving forward, Kentucky, get these guys healthy. And if they're healthy, they're as good as anyone in the country. And I think Kentucky absolutely, on Saturday, very much impressed me with their performance without their backcourt.
3: The most mentally tough team in America is the Kentucky Wildcats. They're the team that I feel like has a chance to win it all, that's faced the most adversity. Now, where they've really struggled is on the road against ranked teams. They've all four of their five losses are road games. Uh, the, the Duke loss was a neutral court game right. to start the season. So, the good thing about the NCAA tournament is there are no road games. Like they're all neutral court sites. And
2: Kentucky has yeah. the, one of the best fan bases out there. Absolutely. So they're the TVN's going to be there. Yeah,
3: I, I like it. Uh, I actually would stay with the loss to Alabama game because I think we get slightly. Better odds to get another Kentucky to win it all ticket, because I think they're capable.
2: Well, uh one game as we jumped to Sunday that uh had a lot of people uh talking, and it wasn't Michigan and Wisconsin, which you've already addressed. It was Providence and Butler. Providence again. I don't know what rabbit's foot they've got in Ed Cooley's pocket there, but down 19 in the second half. They force overtime on the road at Hinkle Fieldhouse, and Providence. Wins another game decided by five points or less. And, Sean, I've got a little bone to pick with you, though. Okay. The world, the world (laughs) was on Providence. Probably the most bet side of the weekend. So, of course, what did I do? I took Butler. Right. Took the three and a half with Butler. This is the right pick. So, I tweet out before the game. I said, since I like Payne, Butler plus three and a half it is. Oh. And it seems like a rocking chair. I'm sitting back on my couch just chilling. And then what do I see pop up on my Twitter feed? <laughs> None other than my co-host, Sean King, looks like the right call, partner. Nice pick. <laughs> and I didn't say anything. And I'm just watching this game slip from my hands. <laughs> and I'm... <laughs> thinking my co-host just purposely tried to mush me and somehow, someway for your sake, Sean That's not what Overtime happened. was not where the dog went to die. Butler pulls hey. it out two missed free throws late. I God got much. the tray tables and
3: seat back up so we can take off from the pilot and I wanted to give you your flowers.
2: Mushin. Captain, what, what are we doing? Tim and Sean in for the guys. Let's the money.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only, must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call
1: 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel.
2: some lose some is presented by bet rivers your hometown sports book check out their daily specials at betrivers.com. were you
1: a winner last night wow winning or was it a rough one well they can't all be winners can
0: they loser you're a
1: loser Polly howard recaps the night in sports betting in win some lose some
2: Winsome Loosome is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook, where you can claim your 100% first deposit match bonus now with the code 250MATCH. Learn more at BetRivers.com. All right, a lot to get to from a busy weekend as Tim Murray, Sean King, in for Mitch and Paul today. Let's we'll start with the All-Star game last night, 163-160. to 160. The final score, hey, if you middled that, congratulations on the total. Open 319 and a half, close 325 and a half. Team Durant does get the cover. Team LeBron, the victory. And your MVP, Sean King, Steph Curry. Hit not one, not two. I can't count all the way. 16 three-pointers in the game. He finishes with a 50 spot, cashed 9 1 as the MVP of the game. Not too shabby there for Mr. Curry. This really should have been a lose some because of the lack of defense that was played.
3: How you let a guy hit 16 threes? Where is the D? What do you want, Steve
2: Wojciechowski? Defense! Absolutely. Game basketball is built on defense. Lose some. People complaining about All Star games. It is what it is. Stop complaining. About All-Star Games. Hey, Carl Anthony Towns on Saturday night. Winsome. Twelve to one. Big boy. Cat, longest odds of anybody in the three-point contest. Came home. I was really impressed with his confidence. I was extremely disappointed
3: because Duke, of course, had a representative that allowed a seven-footer to win a three-point. Shooting contest and Luke. Just a Kinnard, reminder. But that's okay. You didn't go to Duke. Just for my. Well, in my mind, I did. So yeah. Yeah. You could have went to Duke. I'm an honorary Dukey. You
2: could have went to Duke. I could have. I had an offer there. Well, you decided to go to Tulane. Coach Casey, I wasn't good enough to play both. So <laughs> uh, I don't even want to bring this up. Lose some was the uh, was the dunk contest. It's terrible. It's, it's awful. But hey, if you bet on Obi Toppin, congratulations. You brought that one home. Uh, two to one. He won the dunk. Yeah, they counter. did away with the Futures game. I think the dunk contest is next. Uh, well, they had the Futures games, on hey, but they, they, Friday they, night. They, they, they tr-
3: turned it into something else. Whatever. Yeah, they're going to turn the gotta, contest. Too. I don't know what you got to do, uh,
2: but it's it, that's a loser. It's awful. It's awful. Um, had a Daytona 500 winner, Austin Sindrick, a rookie. Congrats. Dustin was letting us know. Dustin's our, uh, our NASCAR aficionado. Uh, more on this later. Winsome is... Our crew on the long shots, man. If you're not listening or reading all their content, you're missing out. Joaquin Neiman comes home. He wins the Genesis wire to wire over the weekend at the Riv out in California. Wes Reynolds, not one, not two, three straight outrights for uh, for Wes Reynolds. Neiman comes home, sixty. To one, Once again, the long shots, it's it's your own fault now if you're not listening I mean, to Brady, Matt, and Wes. These guys are the best at what they do, breaking down golf. Can
3: we get Wes and crew on like a group text or something <laughs> so I can get these before this thing starts? You got to
2: read, man. You got those emails. It was right there. So uh, props to Wes. Props to Wes. Joaquin Neiman uh, for coming home 60-1 to one to win the Genesis Wire to... Wire, uh, unfortunately, uh, I was uh, my fade of Scotty Scheffler did not did not work out. Sheffler Maybe played pretty, play well.
3: pretty good. Yeah, yeah.
2: I was uh, I was on Willie Z. Uh, Zalatoris uh, played well, but not well enough for me. All right, let's get some college hoops. We'll bounce around a little bit some winsums. Uh, Temple, one of the bigger upsets of the weekend. They beat Cincinnati 75 to 71. So cash that 3 to 1 on the money line. Uh, the Rams of Fordham over George Mason. Uh, ugly game 50 to 47 there. The Norse of Northern Kentucky, they beat Oakland 71 to 66 in the Horizon League plus 175. On the money line, one of the best weekend uh, games of the weekend uh, was last night. I was sweating this one out. I didn't have any action on the game itself, Sean, but Wichita State covers the seven and a half at home against Houston. But thankfully for my AAC future on Houston, the Cougars get the win in double overtime. Anyone who saw this game, this finish, I tweeted it out. You had a three with like five seconds to go and no hesitation. Houston takes the ball out of the net. Goes right down the floor, gets a dunk with a second to go. The Cougars on the road get the win, but Wichita State gets the cover. Great
3: performance by SMU, too, in a win over Memphis. Does
2: the AAC get three teams in or just two? Probably just two. Memphis really needed that. SMU, though, they're making a great case. They play Houston in a week or so. That's going to be a great game. That was a game you were on. You like SMU at home. We'll see if uh, Houston gets their revenge. Rutgers gets a cover by the hook. Uh, By the way, if you played the first half, I had Purdue – Minus seven in the first half, some bizarre wackiness happened at the end of the first half. There was a technical foul on Ruckers. Free throws hit by Jaden Ivey. Ruckers goes down, only makes one free throw, makes it a seven-point game, and then an inbound to uh, uh, to the big man, and uh, they get a nine-point lead into the break. Purdue gets the win. Ruckers' run of four straight wins over top 25 teams comes to a close, but they do get the cover, so they're profitable. Yeah, they weren't in the rack. They're a different team at the exactly. rack. Exactly. Uh, so that. Uh, I want to jump to Texas Tech and Texas. Uh, I was... Dead wrong on this game, Sean. I thought this was a revenge spot. I expected more from Texas. Texas, from an odds perspective, seemed to be the side. uh, But ultimately, got to give a lot of credit to Mark Adams and his squad. And I think this team, the toughness that they play with, I think they've got an ability to, to mess some things up in the bracket and make it to the Final Four. I don't know, and I said this on Twitter, and I got some pushback from Red Raider fans. I don't think they have the talent to win six games, but man, that is a team you just don't want to play. They're a pain in the you-know-what, and they went into Austin knowing that they were going to get the best effort from Texas, and they won outright. Hell of a win as they get the season sweep of Texas. They were just the tougher team, and they went 61-55. to 55. A really impressive win there.
3: Yeah, so when I saw you tweet this out, I wanted to like call you and chastise you, or at least like get you upset so you might not play it. The problem with this is Texas can't score. They don't shoot the ball well, and then Texas Tech excels on the defensive end. So it's just like a bad matchup, and I know what you saw. You saw the line. It, it said that Texas, you know, kind of probably was the side to be on, but just a bad matchup for them until they get better shooters.
2: Yeah, Texas Tech coming off the Baylor win, too. I was uh, maybe expecting a little bit of a letdown, uh, but no, not the case.
3: 157th in the country in field goal percentage
2: is Texas. Uh, that's not great. <laughs> Texas Tech, though, hell of a win. And uh, Mark Adams, he's doing a phenomenal job. Going to be up there for uh, for Coach of the Year. Keep rattling through some games. Hey, hey, how about North Carolina? Congratulations. You actually won a quad one game. Good for you, UNC. They beat Virginia Tech over the weekend 65-57. to 57. Still don't understand uh, how they're a bubble team, but... Hey. Hey, you like when the little brother has a little success. Props to UNC. You actually got a win over a team who has a pulse. Makes the Duke-UNC game more interesting. The next game under there, this was a phenomenal game in North Texas. They are rolling, by the the way. The Mean Green, keep an eye on them. They have a chance to be an at-large. And Tyler Perry hits the game winner in the closing seconds there for North Texas as they get a huge win over UAB. They are 13-1 and in Conference USA. They avenge their early season loss to UAB. They're, as I mentioned, 13-1 in conference. That's a quad one win going on the road and beating UAB. And Tyler Perry, he's a game to know. Uh, he is uh, He's a baller and a hell of a game there.
3: They play Thursday versus uh, Southern Miss, and they're at home. That spread probably will be 25. Uh,
2: yep. Southern Miss is bad. That's going to be a, a big North Texas
3: there. is an interesting team come tournament time. If they can get in, they'll definitely, in my opinion, knock off, especially like one of those overrated Big East
2: teams draws north texas early i could see north texas winning easy by the way if you don't know this sean is gonna owe me a cigar we do cigar bets and uh sean uh made a terrible terrible prediction that villanova who by the way when the uh, when the bat when the uh when the bracket was revealed you know they were a, a three seed uh yeah he said they'd be a, a seven or an eight yeah that, that didn't work out by the way north texas beat purdue last year you know who they lost to Villanova, those overrated Big East teams. Last year. So they so they beat Purdue in the NCAA tournament, and then they lost to Villanova, beat the Big Ten team, and lost to the Big East team, who didn't even have one of their best players. But, yeah, they're overrated. Um, we got time for some videos, Dustin? What we got here? Yeah, let's get to some videos. Can we show this one? I know there was some uh, scandalousness to it. Uh, the Finnish hockey team. Look at that celebration, Sean. <laughs> Woo! We won the gold medal, baby! We're dancing in our jock straps. Hey
3: man, the ab workouts there must be pretty
2: good. I mean, <laughs> the guys are buffed. <laughs> Finland late night on Saturday. Sean knows this. I bet way too much Olympic hockey. Yes. And uh, you know what? It ended with the positive. Took Finland's as a pick'em against Russia, and they get the win. So uh Good job, Finland's coming home minus one ten. Win some there for Finland, and and I'd be dancing in a jockstrap too if I won a gold medal for the first time uh, in my life. All right, let's get to a, another video. Uh, what else we got here? We got some uh, a bird mysteriously. Oh my what goodness! Is this? The plague. <laughs> Dozens of birds mysteriously die in a small town of Mexico. Yeah, that's how I felt when I looked at my Colorado State ticket at UNLV. You know what? We need to get to that. We'll get to that. Jeez. That was definitely a lose some. I was in attendance of that butt whip. And Hey, the first hour of Follow the Money is presented exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Get 100% first deposit match now with the code 250MATCH. Must be 21 and over. Offer not valid in all areas. Check BetRivers.com for full offer and rules. It is Follow the Money here on V-C.
1: if you dare.